During 2018, I set a goal to connect with powerful leaders who have found how to lead themselves and create their own version of success. Through these connections, I've listened to countless stories about how these people grow and what drives them when there are no guarantees. I found myself most inspired by the people who are able to defy the odds and let go of judgment and criticism that most people surrender to. Storytelling is one of the most powerful ways to learn and grow. Our stories shape us into who we are, as well as teach others a new perspective and a new possibility. This podcast is intended to inspire those who are seeking their own way and are creating their own path of success. It takes courage to stand up and define your own way. I'm here to share the voices of those that remind me what it looks like to powerfully lead yourself. My name is Rachel Mathia, an expat living in London, working in leadership and business development. I'm grateful to share one of the ways in which I learn how to develop myself through the leaders that have found their own way. Welcome to How We Lead. On today's episode of How We Lead, I will be interviewing Tony Jones, founder of the Shelf Help Book Club. Tony established Shelf Help in 2017. It is the world's first self-help book club and is dedicated to celebrating, inspiring, and supporting personal development. Welcome, Tony. Um, I'm really grateful to have you on this in this conversation today. Um, you are somebody that has done a lot that I have been able to see in person and also virtually in the world of lockdown in the past two years. And um, I'm really excited to to have you in this conversation today to talk more about what you do, why you do it, um, and what's brought you to this point in in your career. So. Tell us a bit about who you are and, and what you do. Uh, well, thank you for having me, first of all. Um, I really respect you as a coach and um, a developer of people. So I'm very grateful to be involved and included um, in this project and everything you're doing. Um, I think we're also equally as nerdy as each other when it comes to self-help. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> I always love an opportunity to geek off about that for a while. Um, yeah. But yeah, so my name is Tony Jones. I'm the founder of Shelf Help. Um, I'm calling myself now a social impact entrepreneur, which is a new, um, like a reframe because I've been very bad at how to introduce myself. Um, I think a lot of business owners, like small business owners are like that. So um, this is the first time I'm kind of using that reframe in public. But yeah, I call myself now a social impact entrepreneur. I'm the founder of Shelf Help, which is um, the world's first self-help book club and now platform. And I create community and content that um, celebrates, inspires, and supports personal development. Um, really, because I think self-help is almost a misnomer. Um, obviously, we do the work on ourselves, but I really believe it's a lot more powerful and transformational when we do it with friends. So what I'm trying to do is make self-help cool and sexy and a kind of a team sport, really. So that's what I do um, through the club. Mm, I, the title is perfect. It is very apt. So um, thank you for sharing that. And I think you do just that is you make it accessible to people and and you're so right it is more approachable and it has a bigger impact when you are in a group rather than having to navigate yourself on your own and it just reminds you that you're not alone you have other people that are in similar scenarios and I think that in itself can be a relief at times 
yeah, a reminder you're not alone. And also accountability. I didn't really appreciate the fact that a club, like in a weekly meeting, people need that accountability because mm. the, this work, self-help, you know, it, it can be sometimes we don't want to do it because it can get a bit gnarly and a bit and feel a bit awkward. But the fact that you are you have a crew of people who have your back and you're going to see them online or in, you know, face to face now, hopefully um, every week means you're more likely to do it and you're more likely to kind of and then you're able to share what you've learned or the challenges you've had and get support. So I think it's, it, you know, the stats on um, how an accountability partner and an accountability um, appointment especially will will raise your chances of reaching goals. And whether that's um, like a mental health goal is something we talk about a lot in the club because I've never really thought about that before as having mental health goals. I've always had mm-hmm. goals when it came to career or even when it came to body or weight or how I look. But the idea of having a goal around how I feel was something that's really new to me but it's something that in the club that's 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 what we're doing every week so that's been a real kind of learning learning for me as well yeah you remind you just saying that I mean your brain is a muscle as well right so how are you maintaining that yeah um and I also think within it is you by you saying that you remind me right now is that it's a choice too like yes we all have circumstances that happen to us that are out of our control however you still have a choice around how you are choosing to lead yourself and how you're taking care of yourself in those moments when it feels bumpy or it feels unstable as well. Absolutely. And the thing is, these things, unless we prioritize them, they slip. And that is when we get into these, that's when we get into mental health troubles, I think, because we don't Mm -hmm. prioritize stuff and everything else takes over. I think anyone who's listening to this probably probably has a morning routine or is thinking about having a morning routine. And I know that when I do my morning routine, I start to feel good. And then I kind of feel good for a while, then I let it slip. And then I don't feel so good. So I think that's a kind of like illustration, a small illustration of how when we don't prioritize, yeah, our emotional health, our mental health, as well as we do our physical health, then um, that's when we can, that's when we don't feel so great and everything else becomes harder. Uh, the book mm-hmm. we're covering at the moment, this is um, in October, so I'm not sure when this goes out, but it's called uh, Your Mental Health Workout. And she is, she works in mental health in the fitness industry is how Zoe started. And um, she uses the metaphor of mental health uh, as a physical health workout. So there's things you should do every week. There's things you should do every day. Um, and these are things just like connection or mindfulness or movement. So they're not, it's not tasks. It's not, you're not kind of, um, it's not things that would be foreign to us. They're just things that we should try and incorporate into our day the same way we would make sure we did a physical workout. And that's really helped me and the community understand it as in let's put it in our diary. So I put my spin class in the diary because I know I want to do it. And if it's not in the diary and I haven't booked my class, I'll probably go to the pub or something instead. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't I put in my journaling or why don't I put in reading? You know, why don't I all the things I know will make me feel good in the moment, but also long term. They need to be mm-hmm. prioritized. So I think what we're trying to do, what I'm trying to do with shelf help is help people understand that. And then realize that it's kind of it's it's cool to work on ourselves. It's good to prioritize this stuff. It's not it's not weird that you kind of should be thinking about your mental health. And I when when I first started it, it was, you know, it's four years ago this month. So it just started as a book club because I was reading all this stuff and like I said earlier, geeking out on it and I wanted to share it and meet other friends who were as um nerdy as me about it. But it just started as a book club and I didn't ever think about mental health or like I didn't even use that term that time. And I've right. never, never used that term for myself, whether 
I mean, I probably did have bad mental health before I started the book club. Now I feel like I'm really, you know, working on it and I have good mental health at the moment, but obviously it goes all the way, all the way in between, but I never, I never really labeled it as that as such. I thought I was mm-hmm. just kind of learning about myself, but now I understand it is a bit more about that kind of work. You can work on something like you said, you know, you can, it is a choice. It's a choice how we spend our time. It's a choice what we put into our brain, into our bodies. So I think this is just an opportunity to give people more tools and more choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this started out for yourself. It started out, it sounded like it started out as an experience for you to yeah. grow and, and to evolve. And now you're bringing this to, to many, many people. So what is what was your intention with it as you started to expand it and grow it into this bigger platform? What is it? What is it, your intention with Shelf Help? So I think at the, at the very beginning, I just self-help basically saved my life, I feel like. And I just wanted to, I wanted everyone, as many people as possible to know that it can change them, their life too. And I wanted mm-hmm. people to know they don't need to be unhappy. They don't need to always feel anxious or overwhelmed. And all this stuff I was learning in my like late 30s was so new to me. I didn't know any of it. So I felt very much, like I'm a journalist by trade, so I'd spent 15 years working on like the biggest and most notorious, I suppose, newsrooms in the world. So I was at the Sun newspaper for 10 years, and then I was at the Mail and the, the Mail Online. And so I'd been in these, this kind of, I suppose, melting pot of deadline and pressures and working for someone else. And when I stopped doing that, that's when I had the time to sit and kind of get to know myself. And I didn't really, I didn't really know myself. I definitely didn't like what I kind of discovered. <laughs> so mm. the intention originally was, to, because then when I started doing the reading and lots of other stuff as well to go along with it, I feel like self-help books are just one of many, many tools we can use. But um, the intention originally was let's get together with a few people and share what we're learning and support each other. Because um, I'd also been doing things like going to talk therapy, um, support groups like AA, Al-Anon, things like that. And I really wanted to create something that was like a combination of um, books and also, yeah, that kind of group support and now I know accountability um so that was the intention and that was a a local book club in Chiswick where I lived in West London and then I started Mm -hmm. an Instagram page because that's a good way to share information and as a journalist then sharing information and like you storytelling has always been so important to me and so that seemed like a good way to do it and then uh people just found us and anyone that came to a meeting then wanted to do their own or wanted to bring a friend and then online, kind of social media, the magic of social media, it can be terrible, I know, <laughs> but <laughs> it can also be brilliant in so many ways. Yeah. So yeah. Um, people kind of just started finding shelf help. And, and then I realized that it was becoming bigger than me because um, my sister was the first one who she hosted a group where she lives in Southampton. And she said some people arrived at the group and she mentioned my name and they said, who's Tony? And she said she wow. had this moment of like, it's not about you anymore. It's getting, it's bigger. And for her, that was a real, and for me now, when I talk about it, it's still, that's a moment when I kind of felt like I suppose I had to step up (laughs) and make this into, into something. Whereas before it had been like a, I suppose a hobby, a side hustle. Then I kind of started thinking this need, this is something that can really grow. And I really very much believe that now it's very, it's very scalable and it's very, it can be very impactful. It already is impacting thousands of people. So there's no reason it can't impact a lot more. Um, it's just now my duty to kind of keep developing myself at the same time as the business so that I can um, I can now take it on to the, that next level, I suppose. 
that's my challenge <laughs> in my yeah. in my leadership journey. So maybe I need a coach, Rachel. What do you think? I mean, keep me posted. <laughs> keep me posted. Um, I mean, one thing I'm hearing in this too is you're an enabler. You're a massive enabler for people to be better and be happier and be more content. And that's just so powerful. Even when you don't see it, you know it's happening, um, which is just, it must feel amazing. I'm going to, I'm going to assume it feels amazing, but it's just, you have, you've created something very powerful. Well, I think when I was thinking about this, this conversation and obviously it's what you talk about is leadership and leadership to me is, is not something that comes naturally to me in, in a, the traditional sense of what, what a leader is. But yeah. I think I'm a, I am a connector. I always have been. And I've always, that's, that's been a big part of my personality. And previous, previously to kind of doing all this work, I, had, I felt like I had lots of different parts of my personality and none of which, none of which ever kind of like met. So I'm a Gemini. And I, and I was like, well, that's why. So my, my work friends will never meet my going out friends, will never meet my husband, will never meet my family. Like I kept mm-hmm. everything so separate. But really, my, it's in my nature to connect people and to kind of and bring groups together. So um, now that I'm able to kind of bring all those parts of myself together and I and I now respect all of myself and I know myself the way that people are, are now it's showing up in the way that people are, like the opportunities and the people that are coming to me so for mm-hmm. instance this kind of podcast a year ago I would never I wouldn't have been invited probably but also I would have said no because I wouldn't have thought I had anything to say so I think mm-hmm. I've always known I was a connector and I create spaces and I bring people together so now that I'm able to appreciate that as a skill that can be used to help people with their you know, mental health, health and personal development. So I recently did a, a party to celebrate our fourth birthday and we mm-hmm. did party games and we did cocktails. But then we also did kind of like discussions about self-discovery. And it was just like my dream event. And I just couldn't believe that people were paid to buy a ticket. It was <laughs> a party about self-help, but it was just it was just such a great day and then that I really realized this is this is all my skills coming together and it can mm-hmm. be used to create something really good as well mm-hmm. as a great party yes <laughs> yes of course <laughs> um I had a, a really great mentor once say to me that you can only take people as far as you have gone and mm-hmm. it's always something that's really stuck with me as I am on my own journey and coaching people and at people at various levels and I now see to your point earlier Three years ago, I couldn't coach the people that I'm coaching now. I wasn't in my place personally to do that. Um, But it just goes to show that journey never ends. And it it doesn't need to be hard. It's just self-awareness, right? And the things that you're saying about the past and now and where you want to go, it feels easy though too, because you're you're in the work of being very self-aware and highly emotionally intelligent. So you can just continue on that easily as you go. Yeah. And I think... um the idea of leadership again is for me it's it's something I'm doing by kind of by accident I suppose is just leading by example so I am designing a life that I love you know I'm create I'm doing a business where every day I feel the fear and do this stuff but the community see me doing it and they support it but they also can see it can be I think it's inspiring to people because they they can see themselves doing stuff as well so when we when we have the meetups and we're talking about um uh, like recently we were talking about, I don't know, anxiety or something like that. I can give an example of a meeting I had to host the week before. And I'm very open about that. And that used to be my worst nightmare. Like I've created this job. that <laughs> It's everything I love. So like self-help and bringing people together. But it also is pushing me in so many ways, like public speaking, talking about myself, talking about feelings, all this stuff that I make everybody else do. 
yeah. used to be my worst nightmare. So every day I'm kind of working on that and, and doing things. But like, like you say, it's like all this self-awareness, you know, it's my job now to read about this and to learn. So I, I'm obviously applying it to myself. So um, like reframing failure and success has been a huge part of, I think, what has helped me to, to lead this community, to like lead the business. Like success, I, I, tell, I tell a story to the members that when I was leaving one of the job, a big job at a newspaper, one of the huge editors there said to me, oh, it's just a shame you're not more ambitious. And I really wow. took it to heart because at the time I believed it. And, yeah. and since then, I obviously now think, well, I am ambitious. I'm like hugely ambitious, but I'm ambitious for a good life. I'm, I'm ambitious to, to not do what you do. <laughs> yeah. And to, I, I'm not ambitious to climb a kind of corporate career ladder, but that doesn't mean I don't have huge ambitions for my life and for the world. So I just thought that was very interesting because at the time it really it hurt me and I kept it. I kind of held on to it because I believed it. Yeah. Now I can kind of see just because somebody has an opinion of, of your life and how you and how you choose to live it doesn't mean you have to to accept that opinion right so yeah I think yeah redefining success is very important yeah I fully agree and I just applaud you for being brave and and letting it go eventually letting it go <laughs> and rather than taking it on and um it's just interesting like I am when I coach people this is a firm belief I have is we are the condition of our environment whether it's a massive corporation or a small startup and um, it is, you have to be aware of what you're really good at. So your strengths, right. And no matter what feedback you get on that journey with your manager or peers or whatever is not taking and leaving what is right. And mm -hmm. that's the balance, right? Because, yeah. um, I look at, even in my career where I've been stifled is I've believed something that yeah. wasn't true. Cause I was trying to conform to like the next step or the next role. And as soon as I let that go, it was like, oh my gosh, I can breathe again. I can be myself, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's just something I'm really passionate about is not, is encouraging people to do that is like being brave, trust yourself. You do know yourself. Mm -hmm. You just have to find a way to hear it and see it. Yeah. Um, and use, if you need the validation externally, seek it out, but be aware of who you're seeking it from. Um, yeah. so it is, it's truly yours and, and it's no one else's as well. Totally. And I think, and being surrounded by like-minded people can be so important. And so, but like you say, when you, once you're in something, like it took me 15 years, more than 15 years to realize I didn't want to be an editor of a magazine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like now that I, I get the time, I didn't, I didn't know anything about my values really. I, like I didn't on a conscious level, I, I was living completely not in alignment with my values yeah. but because I hadn't ever taken the time to actually think about or understand that all I did was just kind of fight 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 against myself I suppose but still I still was successful you know like mm -hmm. externally successful but ultimately I burnt out and I didn't like myself and I didn't know myself like um you might have seen some of the stuff I talk about on my website about the first book, like the like, because everyone says, "What's the book that changed it all?" Mm -hmm. And for, and I really wish it was something really profound, like the power <laughs> of now. Or, but it's not. It was a Paul McKenna book um, called "How to Change Your Life in Seven Days," and it took me a year to read it because every page I was like, "What? <laughs> like, wow, <laughs> are you sure?" And all this stuff that I I just didn't know anything about, you know, like self talk and visualization, and and I just never taken any of that time, but. The thing that really set off this whole journey is that the first question, one of the first questions he asks is, you wake up tomorrow in your dream life and what does it look like? What does it smell like? Who's there? 
and like now that kind of question is a gift right for me and for you and for lots of people I know because then it gives you a chance to kind of imagine this amazing life that you want and then start moving there but for me at the time I was just like I just don't know well I don't know what my dream life is who is there where am I what because I'd never kind of taken the time to think about it so it kind of sent me into a bit of a spin of why don't I know you're nearly 40 and you don't know if you're happy in your life you don't know what happiness is so what have you been doing for the last 40 years so that was a kind of yeah the kind of light bulb moment that's not quite as yeah profound or as um heroic maybe as it as it could be but I think for everybody everyone will read a book or see a quote or have a conversation that will start something and if you have that feeling I mean I mean I probably I probably could have started that journey a long time ago but I kind of resisted 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 so I think I would say if anyone's listening and they have that kind of like little light bulb go off then follow follow the crumbs and see what happens that's great (laughs) I follow the crumbs I love that um that was going to be one of my questions then I guess is like when you shared you know historically the roles that you had and what you were doing and you know facing that this isn't this is no longer what you want um, I'm sure there are many people listening to this that that resonates with. Yeah. Besides follow the crumbs, what else would you suggest to people to start to just uncover if they don't know what it is that they want to do, but they know they need change? What is yeah. it that you would suggest that they start to to action? Um, first of all, I think if you're in a if you're in a dark place and really unhappy, then just start doing things that make you feel better in the in the immediate kind of day to day of like if you're waking up and you hate your job which I know lots of people do, or if you, for me, it was the Sunday night blues were just the worst. They would, they pretty much start on Friday night after the night ended. <laughs> so I didn't want the night to ever end. And so I would say in the, just in the day to day, what, what, what makes you happy? What brings you a bit of joy to start doing more of that? Because you need to get to a place where you're just feeling generally kind of happier and a bit more balanced before you can, before you can even start like seeing the crumbs or following them or, you know, or, or listening to any of those insights. So take care of yourself, self-care, all that kind of stuff. It's like, I know sometimes people think it's cliche, but for me, that's more important than any of the self-help and the self-awareness and stuff. It's like, take care of yourself, get enough sleep, make sure you're eating properly, stop drinking so much. Well, for me, it was like, <laughs> so things like start looking after yourself. And then from that, once you, um, that's my puppy, sorry. That's great. <laughs> I'll keep talking. I would just say, yeah, start. So if you start looking after yourself, then you realize that you're worth taking care of. So then you Mm -hmm. kind of, then you're more interested in what that might look like. So um, like just being, getting more reflective, maybe reading some books on some subjects that you might be interested in. Um, Seeking out people who are doing the same thing. Not, you know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't, like you said, if you're, if you're working all the time and you're in a company that's culture is probably, is quite deadline driven and highly pressured. You need to take yourself out of that just a few times a week and make sure you're doing things that surround yourself with different people who are kind of, um, you know, on the, on the same path, I suppose. There's a great mm-hmm. book called Designing Your Life, which I really love. And that's um, mm-hmm. by two, I think they're Stanford professors and it's they're, they're engineers. But the book is about how to kind of like look at, look at what your life could be from an engineer's point of view. So kind of almost like beta testing lots of things. And they just say, just try loads of stuff. It's not, I think sometimes the idea that we have this one purpose and this one thing we should be doing can be like totally overwhelming. And I still don't really believe that that's true. So I think you just try lots of stuff and then something will land. Something, you know, like before I started Shelf Help, I'd 
I, I left my job at the newspaper because I had to leave it because it was like it was just bad for me and and it was I, like I said I was burnt out um, and then and then I had to find something else to do so I did I tried three different kind of brands and websites around fashion and lifestyle and this kind of stuff that I've been doing and they all kind of flopped because my heart really wasn't in it but I tried mm-hmm. it I learned how to build a website from it I, I started getting more connections and then the self help was just something that I was just really into. And so if you'd have said to me four years ago, one day this will be your job and a business and a brand, that that would not have been fathomable to me or to anyone else. Like my <laughs> friends now say, when I told them about my idea, they were like, yeah, great. <laughs> like, that's never going to fly. Who's going to want to sit around and talk about self-help? And I'm like, well, I found that there are some people that do want to do that. Thank you. <laughs> but I think just like, don't expect to have all the answers, but um at the beginning because you don't know what it's going to look like but definitely to start yeah just trying new things things find things that you enjoy find things that like you up and from there will come connections will come opportunities will come just ideas because you're kind of putting yourself into these different spaces yeah and as you're saying all this too and have you taken us through your story both per- per- personally and with shelf help um what is next for you and what is next for for the brand well um like the the lockdown for us actually we we obviously like everybody had to when I say us me (laughs) I have got some I'm getting a small team now I say us always now I think that's like indicative of where we're going next um but yeah lockdown for for me was we pivoted online and that was just a kind of reaction to what was happening because we had a community of people who weren't able to meet face to face anymore because prior to lockdown, we had 30 meetups around the world just about to start. So we had Bangkok, Paris, um, Essex, uh, LA, like people all over the world doing their own shelf help meetups and then lockdown. So all of that disappeared. Um, mm-hmm. So I, we pivoted online and tried lots of different ways. And that was really a reaction to what was happening and a way to support the community rather than any kind of very clever business decision or any kind of strategy. It was just like how a reaction to what was going on. From that came this amazing community of people who were meeting online. And during lockdown, obviously, it was very much needed. But since lockdown, it's continuing and it's growing. So now we have that is now one of our main products, I suppose. So the kind of the online community, um, which is the book club, that's just kind of growing and growing. And now people are um, contacting me again about hosting their own face-to-face meetups. So like in the last week, we've had somebody from Pakistan, Stuttgart, Barcelona, all these people around the world. And it's like, it's obviously needed, right? So what's next for me is to continue to grow the online community, which is... um, just something that I just I just love and I find easy and now like I didn't know anything about running an online business or an online community a year a year and a half ago um, mm-hmm. but because it's such because the community it was something that they needed and wanted they kind of helped me build it almost so it's like we've co-created this thing that works for me and for them which is I mean that's just brilliant isn't it it's magic now yeah. so I feel like I, I couldn't tomorrow say oh, I think I'm not going to do shelf help anymore it's just like that to me is it's not it's not going to happen, and I think and I think some lots of people would be really unhappy if it did happen. So <laughs> my uh, it's like I feel, really feel it's like my duty and my privilege to kind of keep growing that. So we have the online community, um, and then also yeah the host the host program. So turning that into something that can be super scalable without being too admin heavy. Because before lockdown, I realised 
um, I've, been, I've been spending all my time on like events and helping create this um, host network, which was which is what I really want to do because I think that's the way to impact as many people as possible, right? To kind of mm-hmm. have somebody in a school or in a community or with their friends and family read the book and then talk about it together. Like I don't need to be any part of that apart from helping inspire like the book choice. Yeah. Uh, but I realized that all my time was going on to this and I wasn't able to use my head and my time to kind of look at building the business. So we've now kind of streamlined that a little bit. So yeah, like it's less admin for me and more, I'm just able to give resources to people that want to, if you want to run a meetup, now there's just an application form um, on the website and we'll connect, we'll connect. And then uh, there's just a bunch of free resources which will help you um, host a meetup, you know, FAQs from all the hosts that have gone before you, who've been there when no one turned up, who've been there when too many people turned up, who yeah. you've had to kind of manage personalities because like the host side of it, the local host side of it actually for me has been, I, I just love it. It's been a, such a surprise because I didn't ever expect that to happen, but developing these people has been amazing. And and mm-hmm. these these people now have become like the biggest shelf help ambassadors because they it's changed it changes them because they're able to develop themselves and and like like me get over lots of things that maybe they've been trying to work on confidence meeting new people connecting managing situations all this kind of stuff um and then they're able to share share it with the people that they care about or meet new friends through it so like for me like the ripple effect of self-help is just is huge and the impact Mm. is is massive so you know we have hosts now training to be counselors Lots of people wow. leave their jobs, which I kind of wow. say, sorry, not sorry, but yes. people leave their jobs or they, or they ask for a promotion that they've deserved for a long time, or they'll, yeah. they'll, or they'll suddenly start training maybe like as a mental health first aider in their company. Um, so lots of people leave relationships or start setting boundaries or will find new friends. Like the, the, I think the effects for me, like why I do what I do is because self-help helped me and I wanted to help other people but why I continue to do and why I feel like I'm definitely going to keep growing this and work hard to make it a real success is because I just see the impact it has on people I see and it's not just about it's not just about reading that one book sometimes it is that that's what will give you that first kind of like flash of lightning or whatever but we have people that come to meetups who never read the books (laughs) just come because they want to talk about the topics because like the topics are universal right if we're talking Mm -hmm. about mental health or habits or self-care then everybody gets something from it so yeah I think that was a very long answer to your question (laughs) what's next all of it I just think it's so powerful, Tony, and just so inspiring hearing this and the ripple effect that you're creating too with people and um, changing lives and making things bigger and better for everyone. And it also makes me have to ask, can we expect a book from you at all? (laughs) Well, I think, you know what, I read, I do read a lot of books and I think I could write this book, but I also feel like, do you know what, I just feel like I've got so much to learn still. Um, So I think, yeah, not not for a while. I, re- okay. I think one day I, I would love to write a book, obviously. But um, yeah, I think I've got a lot to learn. And I think there's so many self-help books out there, right? So I feel like I really need to understand what the need is. Like, what would I be bringing to the table that's needed? Mm. I think from my point of view, it's very much about I want to make self-help accessible and entry-level self-help, right? So people that might not have thought they would read it would hear about self-help and hear that that's actually quite a cool way to get get into it so um, I think my priority really at the moment yeah is growing growing the brand and growing the business and growing myself at the same time like we talked about before about 
you know, being ready for things. So for me, so four years we've been going and now it's business and it's, and it's growing and it's kind of, it's a, it's going to start making money soon. So like, but if two years ago, like if over the years I've said no to quite a few big projects, it would have been really short term monetary, like good monetary value maybe, but I, w- I wasn't really ready to do that. And also like, I think, yeah, the business is growing at the same time as I'm growing. And that's been, so it means that I, I'm here for the long term, not here for the short term. So it's very important to me that I have strong foundations for the business, strong foundations for me. So like, like talking before about kind of practicing, like leading by example or practicing what I preach. It's like very mm-hmm. important to me that to keep, to design this life where I look after myself as well as the business. So I'm not going to burn out again, creating something to tell people how to not burn out. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm always sending people to get off Instagram and then, and then my, my like social media person is like, we need to grow Instagram. <laughs> I say, yeah. yeah, but people shouldn't be on their phones all the time. So it's like, <laughs> like learning how to do that. But for me, yeah, it's really important, I suppose, to, to still, I, I make sure I make time for all the stuff that I talk about, you know, rest, relaxation, fun. Um, I've, I've now kind of, like, I think you're interested in, in leadership and how you develop yourself. So I thought you'd like to know, I'm like now carving my weeks into certain, like, so Monday, I work on community, Tuesday, I'm on content, mm. Wednesday, new development, and Thursday, personal development. So I'm going to give myself a whole day, because it's stuff that I know that I need to do. And it's actually really important for the business going forward yeah. that I keep developing myself. So yeah, public speaking, doing um, event like appearances like this, um, learning about uh, how to manage people, learning about getting a team, all that kind of stuff. It's, you know, it's all, it's all new to me and it's all kind of out of my comfort zone, but I kind of feel like if I'm able to do all this work on myself and, you know mastering yourself is such a not that I have but I'm, I'm trying but that to me is like that's much harder work than learning how to run a business like I can learn that people do that every day so I yeah. feel like if I'm able to yeah if I get strong foundations in myself and take the time with the business then it's going to be here for a long time and do do as much good as possible yeah and so important this work everything you've just said is just so important not just for yourself but everyone that that you impact you influence it's just it's massive um thank you for this and before we round out this conversation can you let everyone know where they can find you yeah sure um so we are the shelf help club so our website is shelfhelp.club where you can find out all about me and us um instagram shelfhelp.club and so we read a new book every two months so we'll be we'll be announcing our new title first of november and again then first of january and then we open the membership for a week or so to get people in to read that book along with us. So um, if you're interested in doing that, then um, we'd love to see you. Otherwise, yeah, I share loads of stuff in the Facebook group, um, which is also Shelf Help Club and the Instagram page and on our newsletter and stuff like that. So um, yeah, joy, like just come along and just, you don't have to commit to anything yet. <laughs> just start reads, start following the Instagram, see what happens, follow those crumbs. <laughs> the crumbs are great. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I need a better, a better description. No, it simplifies it. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you very much, Tony, for your time, for all of your insights, and just for being so open and honest. This has been such a valuable conversation, and I am walking away inspired. So thank you for your time today. Oh, thank you. That's really nice to hear. It's a lot of long answers to um, quite profound questions, though, I suppose. But I hope you can see that I love what I do, <laughs> I really, and I really want other people to, to understand 
how much it can impact you and other people by you know the people around you by doing this work so thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to talk about talk about it all Thank you for joining today's episode of How We Lead. You can subscribe to this podcast or visit rachelmathia.com to hear the latest episodes. Or even better, follow me at rachel.mathia on Instagram to hear the latest updates on all of my work.